This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. 7 o'clock, Tom Bernard Podcast. Good morning, Brittany Arneson. Hey, good morning, Rudy Pavich. What's up, Tevin Pittman? Good morning, guys. Uh, Tom is going to be out for the rest of the week looking at weather. It is going to be hot today. My goodness, 93. Did you guys, uh, anybody melt over the weekend from Memorial Day? It was ridiculously hot. It was like 76 at the cabin. When I got back to Minneapolis, they were like, hey, welcome to 104. It was really hot. And Gogo has a fever, like always. got pink eye and ear infection. So the one time I tried her out, she had like a total meltdown, and I go, it sounds great. Like, mm-hmm. It's just air conditioning for us. Yeah. Uh, Going to get better, though. Lows are on 63 tonight. Tomorrow, though, here's the deal. Some thunderstorms before 1, and then a high near 68. Okay. We lose 30 degrees in one day. That's, That's insane. That and, is crazy. And I also now feel bad because I was by the pool yesterday, and my girlfriend was like, well, this is probably one of the last nice days. And I was like, okay, it doesn't go from 100 to like <laughs> 7, Listen, 60 overnight. Shut right that now. mouth of yours. <laughs> so I'll just like With to publicly apologize ideas. to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just, I yeah. don't know. rest of the week, though, should be nice. Uh, sun, high near 70 on Thursday, and then Friday, sunny again, high near 76. And the weekend looks pretty badass, too. We're, uh, we're actually heading out to the Renfest on Sunday, it sounds like. You, yeah, early in the morning. You hate money. I, uh, well, yes. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I love money. Uh, my family thinks that it just comes out of my ass. Yeah. I don't know mm. what it is. Like Rent I said, this bef- is expensive. Well, like I've said before, my daughter lives like she makes one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, so I have to live like I make negative one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to offset the cost. I would like to full disclosure. I'm coming from a place of jealousy that you do so much. Um, your family travels a lot. You guys do a lot, and we live like. Hermits. Okay, hiding. says the lady with the maid. With the maid? That, uh, that puts you high up with on the, the list. Maid? Of- okay. <laughs> Do you have a maid? I yes. have. Every two weeks, we have a clean counts. lady. It counts. Okay. It's That's a maid. A it, maid? It it's a live in. She's not a living maid. She lives there, but only cleans once every two weeks. Trust me, if that's the case, then I have a couple of live-in maids that live with me. (laughs) Live-in maid. I have a maid. That's what I'm calling it. Um, Yeah, that's our, instead of going to Renfest, we have somebody vacuum our home every two weeks. Yeah. Um, No, okay, so Renfest is fun, but man, is it expensive. Like, you even look at a mermaid, and they're like, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll be seven clams, please. Right. I say I've never been. That's like where you have like the huge turkey leg, and it's like the yeah. medieval theme. It's actually yeah. super fun. Yeah. And I've alternated. We used to alternate with Stay Fair. My ex boyfriend had an ex girlfriend who was a mermaid. Yeah. And that felt like weird territory now. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the documentary on mermaids on Netflix? No. It's very creepy to watch, but it shows like kind of the journey of being like a amateur going to kids' pools in That's what these women the are. Yeah. They yeah. sit on Brittany, rocks. Brittany, it's actually the little mermaid he thinks it's a documentary. <laughs> it's real. Wait, don't tell him. <laughs> no, it's where the fish sing underneath the water. Uh, it's like, yes. Oh, it's such a good documentary. documentary. It's, yes. It's, it's close uh, as you can get. Yeah. Oh, I thought Amazing. she grew legs. The new one. No. <laughs> He's not an idiot. He doesn't think the cartoons are real. The one with the black little mermaid. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You are woke AF. Um, I like Renfez. Actually, last time I went, they had, uh, I always want to say dachshunds, but either dachshunds or dachshunds. Yeah. Those dogs, they had uh, wiener dog races. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. And it was super fun. 
But you just have to watch out because, like, if you think anything's free, like, oh, here, they're throwing knives. Let's sit down here for a little bit. They're like, put five bucks in here. And you're like, whoa, calm down. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm telling you, you look at a fairy for more than two seconds. They're like, would you like to give us some money? And you're like, <laughs> not really. And then also the thing about Renfest is anything goes. Like, if you decided you wanted to dress up as Baby Yoda while you're there. Yeah. Like, uh, there's no theme, really. No, I saw a guy head-to-toe black ninja outfit, and it was 97 <laughs> degrees out. Yeah. Covered face what, and all. Right? Like, you think they would stick to, like, some sort of time period yeah. or, like, decide, like, Game of Thrones-esque because, like, right. you know, it's imaginary. But people decided you can be Elmo. It's just yeah. Halloween. Yeah. It's literally. Like, like, why is the Mandalorian munching on that turkey leg over there? That's weird. I know. Yeah. Um, it's too much. Uh, here's my thing. And when you talk about, like, boy, your family does a lot. I, I'm going to sound like the 1%, and I'm not. I do not look at my bank account. I don't give a shit what is in there. I, listen, you only have one chance on this globe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, God damn it, I'm not going to spend my life. Because that's all we did was pinch pennies when we were kids. Yeah. You know how badly I just wanted full diesel chocolate milk and to not mix it with skim milk because my dad had to save 73 cents on chocolate milk? F that. I'm going to drink chocolate milk. I'm going to go to Renfest. I'm going to travel and enjoy my life. Because when you're in the goddamn ground, it doesn't matter anyway. Does your sister have that mentality too? Absolutely. Yeah. Because you guys go to all the things. Yeah. I mean that in the best way. Like, mm-hmm. And I feel like you guys are fine or whatever. I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. But like, it is impressive. Um, Justin likes to... like. Justin has this idea that we're going to retire when we're 50, um, which isn't going to happen. That's no. in like... Eight years for Justin or seven, mm-hmm. and so I'm always like, "Why you keep? Why do you keep doing that?" Yeah, but, I mean, it sounds nice. It'll never happen. Well, every time I hear stories like that, I, there was a friend of mine. His stepfather was—he's not not a stepfather. His father-in-law was a guy who worked at a HVAC. Uh, they built at a factory, right? Mm-hmm. He was a sales guy for them. Had worked there for 35 years. Never took a trip. Never. The only thing he did is once every two weeks on a Saturday, he was ta- he would take his wife Faye uh, out to downtown La Crosse, Wisconsin. They would have a steak dinner, and they would go out and have a drink like a, an old fashioned. Yeah. And they dance for an hour, and then they'd go home. And the reason why he saved everything he had is because he wanted to retire early, yeah. buy an RV, and then him and Faye could just travel the country and enjoy themselves. Sounds great. Well, uh, he got to retirement day, and they gave him the gold watch, and he stepped off the plant, and he went to the doctor because he wasn't feeling well, and somebody had cancer and died three weeks later. Oh. And never had a chance to enjoy that RV, and never took a trip, never did anything fun with his kids. So his wife, you know, now that she was a widow and she was like 57, said... Oh, we're blowing all the money. We're spending it all. Takes the grandkids to friggin' Disney twice a year. They go on trips and yachts. She invested wisely, and her money makes her money. So she's not, you know, going to be eighty and still having to like, you know, live paycheck to paycheck. But they got the mentality. They watched somebody who all they wanted was that big payoff, and it never happened. Yeah. So who, who are you fooling? I get that you need to be smart with your money and save a little bit, but at the same time. God damn it, go out and live a little. No, right. and we, like, we're actually lousy with our, like, Justin has this, like, game plan, but, like, the minute, like, we were just, yeah, we grab stuff all the time, but we just, with the baby, we're not traveling, so I get a little jealous when people go do all the things. Yeah. Um, But you do sound like one of those people who's like, I was going to quit smoking, but my friend's dad didn't smoke a cigarette in his life, died at 58 of a massive heart attack. And you're like, yeah, that doesn't apply to you, Rick. Mm -hmm. Like, 
take it easy, but I yeah. Yeah. I get I'm, what you're saying. I'm all on board with the use that PTO. Like I have a friend that he hasn't oh. used PTO like ever and he has an ungodly amount. And it's like, dude, like your job doesn't oh, think you're care. cool for no. saving it. Like use the PTO. You get it for a reason. The minute you realize how replaceable you are, you're like, this is ridiculous. Like the yeah. value I'm putting on work. And you know what? At the end of the day, we all have to remember there's a place out there called Margaritaville. Yes. Do, 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 do. Because of flaws on YouTube, we can't play the song. <laughs> do, 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 Jimmy, do. you legal son of a bitch. Oh, damn it. He passed away on Friday at the age of 76. He's been battling a rare, aggressive form of skin cancer called Merkel cell carcinoma. Mm-hmm. He's been fighting it for about four years. Uh, he was born 1946 in Mississippi, grew up in Alabama. Uh, graduating in 1969 from University of Southern Mississippi. And uh, he was, I mean, he was legendary. It's so crazy how many people came out of the woodworks to talk about him. I mean, to the, who was it that I saw that I was like, dang. Oh, yeah, Paul McCartney. Sure. Long tribute online saying that right up to the last minute, his eyes still twinkled with a humor that said, I love this world and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, the Broken Lizard guys, we've had them on, Steve Lemmy and yeah. uh, Kevin Heffernan, they wrote a really nice tribute because if you remember, they had Club Dread. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was a movie that had come out and they sat down with Jimmy Buffett because they wanted to use Margaritaville in a way that was playful, where they there was a guy who was on the island who was also a songwriter who claimed that Jimmy Buffett stole Margaritaville because he wrote a song called Pina Colada Berg. <laughs> and they, they sat down with Jimmy Buffett and had lunch, and he basically granted his approval of, yes, you may use my song in your shitty little movie. And they were they were ecstatic about it because the fact that a guy of that caliber would be nice enough to right. not only grant them permission but to sit down and break bread yeah. before that. I mean, what a what a good guy. And I my girlfriend's family's a, they're all huge fans. They were yeah, all you crying were just this weekend. About this last week. Yeah, and I was and I you know I, I would make fun of how much they loved Jimmy Buffett, but man, he really was a staple in people's lives. Yeah, I think he's got to be one of like the top five coolest people ever like he yeah. just because he crosses every generational bridge sure. like racial line like there's he's everybody loves jimmy buffett and is it just mark like i'm not a huge oh there's fan. a lot is it just margaritaville that no. is his in five o'clock somewhere yeah there's a, yeah if, if it's something about his feet being in the sand and you know basically not yeah. working that's a jimmy buffett song yeah. although he does have one song that i love so much it's called west nashville grand ballroom gown and it's about meeting this woman who's a hitchhiker and she gives him a letter and says, you can't read this unless you m- mail it in Nashville. So he drives all the way to Nashville and then delivers the letter and then he reads the letter. It's such a great song. But he, he's another guy that doesn't get the credit for being as good of a – like I, I saw Pearl yeah. Jam on Thursday. Why do we give Bob Dylan so much credit for being a good songwriter? Eddie Vedder's lyrics are a thousand times better than Bob Dylan's. And let's not forget Jimmy Buffett. Tons of great songs that nobody knows. Everybody just thinks of the Parrot Heads and the Margaritaville. Yeah. But there's so much more to Jimmy Buffett than that. No, I agree with you. He's, I mean, he's got a huge list. Of course, I always think of Cheeseburger and Paradise. Paradise. Yeah. But, like, also, he leaned into his audience. And, like, it's funny because I'm not – I don't make fun of people when they really like something. Like, you, I think that's, like, the lowest form – of being a human is attacking somebody who's finding fun in something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like he did lean into like a demographic that w- wanted to chill and have fun. And it's funny when you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's not. No. Like 
there, if people want to live Margaritaville, I went on a, my Uncle Bob brought us on a, uncle, uh, a Margaritaville cruise on the Minnetonka. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was five o'clock everywhere on that boat, but it was like super fun and like, why not? And I love this too. On his, um, they posted Jimmy passed away peacefully on the night of September 1st, surrounded by his family, friends, music, and dogs. He lived his life like a song till the very last breath and will be missed beyond measure by so many. But that's, I mean, there's something to be said about a guy who brings that much joy to people. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, think of every time you've ever had a drink in the morning, and it's always, well, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I know. Like, it's, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. I love Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Also, Drake. Not a lot of chain restaurants on, on, under his belt. Let's not say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no Drake I, yeah, restaurants had, in the yeah. Mall of America. Never had Drake cheese curds before. Yeah. No. Not, no. Never yeah. gonna happen. No. It'll never Margaritaville, happen. Margaritaville, on the other hand, you know what you're getting. He had a net worth of over one billion dollars from living that Margaritaville. Jesus. That's a chill life to make that much yeah. money. Yeah. It is crazy that he does like stand up for the guy who's just like, <laughs> no man, shoes. screw the man. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be chained to a cubicle, man. I'm going to listen to Buffett all day. Just yeah. get my feet in the sand. Corona, in my other like, yeah, that's I'm, that's that's the life I'm going to live. Meanwhile, that dude is just like literally throwing piles of cash to yes. fire up his yacht. So ridiculous. Yeah, I love that. I do love that. There's a whole thing on 30 Rock about like parrot heads and how ridiculous <laughs> and they lean into them. They were like the swing vote and the demographic. It was just very funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's people in this world. It's like, I mean, 76 first off is so young. Ugh. Um, but there's just people in this world you just think are too big to die. And I'd have to think mm. he falls in that realm where you go... Oh, I don't. I don't like thinking about him not around. Like I think I'll think about him in like a couple weeks and go, oh yeah, he's dead. Like yeah. even crazy as you were talking last week, how MJ loves Jimmy Buffett. Loves him. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, she had a wedding to go to with her family on Saturday. And that morning I got up, I was at the cabin, and I saw it. I was like, ah. And then I texted her. I said, hey, sorry for your loss. She's like, I've been crying all morning. Oh, my God. Yeah, which, I don't know, maybe I think Robin Williams was probably the only guy that I've really, like, was distraught over. Where I had to, I, I remember having to take an afternoon to myself and just go, this aspect, this part of your life is now done. The guy that you grew up idolizing. Robin Williams yeah. was a big one. And Michael done. Jackson was a big oh one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I remember working at a Perkins in Arden Hills. I was probably like 16, 17 years old when Michael Jackson died. And one of my coworkers just stood in front of the TV, like in the middle of this dining room, just crying her eyes out watching the funeral on TV. Oh, and I was like, wow. this is that, ridiculous. That was a big one. And then Prince, I remember. Yep. Yeah. Because I, we were, yeah, we went to First Avenue that night and like, um, just watching some people more, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I'm some huge Prince fan. I'm mm -hmm. not. Like, obviously there's songs where you go, oh, he's, and he's iconic. He's everything. Yeah, right. But just seeing how much the community was sad, it made me sad. Yeah. I was like, so. Yeah. Well, and it even rained the day he died. Like, I remember, like, it was like, that's very. No, and it was snowed April. in April. Like, that was the big thing. Oh, he what? even brought snow in April. Maybe it was a year later that happened. Yeah, because yeah, I was at Paisley Park after they made the announcement. I went out there to go cover it for the stations. So I don't, but I don't remember it snowing that day because we went to Mumford and Sons that night, and we got to the XL Energy Center. They had played Purple Rain right before Mumford and Sons came out. They turned yeah. the entire XL Energy Center purple and then played Purple Rain. And to see 18,000 people all singing that song, it was amazing. Yeah. And then Mumford and Sons came out and they did a 
bluegrass version of Little Red Corvette, like their 10th song. Uh, it was great. Yeah. There was something that happened. I want to say maybe it was the one year anniversary where snow came down in April. It was very like, but I maybe it was like early April kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure Bob will clear it up for us. Absolutely. Uh, or he'll make things more confusing and start talking about <laughs> eating cheese off pizza. All right, we'll be back with Bob Sansovi here on the Tom Bernard Show podcast. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. I'm sure glad the miserable heat dome is now behind us, I'll tell you that. Fall may be just the best part of summer. Along with the cooler, shorter fall days, it's one of the best times in Minnesota for landscape plantings. ProTurf did my landscape this spring. Rick had some great ideas for my yard, and they can do the same for yours. A good fall established planting is much more likely to survive a summer drought the following year. A ProTurf certified landscape designer can help you design a landscape that not only looks nice, but will also increase the value of your home. Fall is not only a great time to plant, but also a great time for hardscape patios, walkways, and retaining walls. ProTurf is a Minnesota original family-owned business since 1982. If the weeds in your lawn are out of control, fall is the best time to get a head start for next year. Let them put together a three- to five-step program that is safe, effective, and guarantees results. If you want the best landscape on the block, ProTurf is ready to give you your free landscape or lawn estimate and analysis. Visit ProfessionalTurf.com and click Estimates for lawn care landscaping or schedule an irrigation service visit. Hi, this is Tommy B. My friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location off Interstate 94 would like to extend a special offer going on now through the Minnesota State Fair. Along with everything you can buy on a stick at the Great Minnesota Sweat Together, you should have some cool incentives with a state fair deal when you purchase an RV from Niemeyer's Albertville location. How's this sound? Receive a free exterior ceramic coat and NanoCure interior treatment. These coatings provide a durable, long-lasting shield against dirt, water, and UV rays, and basically extend the life of your RV to keep it looking newer and lasting longer. It's a $2,000 value, free with purchase if you get an RV from Niemeyer's by September 5th in Albertville only. Plus great deals on their campers at both Albertville and Elko New Market, now through the end of State Fair. Take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales and see my guys and gals at Niemeyer's and look at what they got at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com, Niemeyer's.com. Your State Fair deals end on September 5th. Oh, and tell them Tommy sent you. Dougie, how's life in Baldwin? I love it, though it's a bit hard to find a half-calf, decaf, heavy foam. I'll give you some heavy foam. Yeah, that's what he said. Anyway, I just came back from the National Ford meeting and got to hear Bill Ford, Henry's grandson, and Jim Farley, who's the CEO, talk about the future of the company. It was really interesting, and I learned some cool stuff. Read this. Ford builds more vehicles in the USA than any other brand. Huh? I thought it would have been Tesla. Not even close. Keep reading. Ford outsold Toyota in 2022 and is on track to do it again. I didn't know that either. Probably these commercials. Yeah, sure, pal. Ford has successfully partnered with the UAW and hasn't suffered a strike in over 40 years. Ford also has the largest number of assembly workers in the United States. You know, Tom, I've really fallen in love with the product. From the electrics to the super duties, thanks to you, a lot of people have reached out to put Ford on their list. If you want to talk cars in general or Ford specifically, reach out to me at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know in 
trust. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says riding a bus to school is 13 times safer than riding a passenger vehicle and 10 times safer than walking to school. The reality of school bus safety is that more children are hurt outside the bus than inside as passengers. Most of the children who lose their lives in bus-related crashes are pedestrians, four to seven years old, who are hit by the bus or by motorists illegally passing a stop school bus. Please be patient and use extra caution when driving near children and school buses. And never pass a bus when the arm is down and red lights are flashing. The children inside and their parents are counting on us. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in an accident. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to a lawyer. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. 721 at the Tom Bernard Show. Bob Sansiver Sports brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Good morning, Bob Sansiver. Good morning to you all. Oh, you okay? You sound like you're coming to us from a tunnel deep below the Earth's crust. Yeah, Bob, why can't you step it up just because Tom's gone? Well, why should I step it up when Tom's gone? Okay. Is there a, a great, reason? That's a great point. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, when you put it like that, you Bob. piece of shit. <laughs> hey, watch that mouth. I will not. Uh, Did you kiss your baby with that mouth? Yeah, but she's, got, she's got enough diseases. I probably shouldn't. Um, hey. Yeah, yeah. How was your weekend? What? How was your Labor Day weekend, buddy? It was all right. You know, I do. Uh, we're cleaning out the barn. We were. I was doing that in the ninety degree heat yesterday. Their loft because we're having a wedding there. My yeah. son and his betrothed want to have the wedding there. And uh, you know, the one thing I have to keep reminding them yeah. is we're a working farm. We're not a wedding venue. So yeah. you're gonna have to, if you want a wedding venue, pick up the phone and find one last minute. Um, who's, uh, Does that make sense? I agree. Yeah, you have to absolutely. Tell, mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this is uh, legit. This is not uh, pretending to be a barn. This is a real barn. Um, yes. Who's officiating? Uh, that would be the Reverend Bob. Bob really? Sansevier? How did you get that? Well, uh, we were over at a place called Rancho Grande, and between the chips being delivered and my pollo loco coming to the table i got ordained it's very simple to do and as a matter Mm -hmm. of fact i learned in the state of minnesota you don't even have to have one of these online ordainments to do a wedding because reality is when you get married you go to the you don't even go to the courthouse you go to like the dmv to get your license and once you sign it and turn it in you're married yeah so the other thing Mm -hmm. is just saying the words yeah, just the getting the witness signature. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. Well, I've already, I already put her into a panic because I said, you know, she wanted me to, hey, can you, can you tell me or read the vows for me? Is no. The bride is I asking said, you this. Yeah, she wants me to do like a. I'm not going to do. I am not going to do a run through for you or a, you know, a rehearsal. Oh my god. Um, her. Well, so as mean. I said, no, because you'll only micromanage and try to change it. But I did say, here, here's the one thing I'm going to say. And she went into a panic. I said, you know, like, if anyone here has a problem with these two getting married besides me, speak or forever hold your peace. And she did. She thought I was, you know, I was 
not kidding initially, but then, oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Bob. I may do it anyway. We can, this is we can synchronize that, and I'll oh. bust in the door and yell, I object, and oh. just leave right away. I love yeah. you! Yeah. <laughs> this is when a friend of mine who uh, had to pull me aside and be like, you know what, man, maybe you shouldn't be wearing a Cross Colors t-shirt. This is our moment where we intervene, and I say, Bob, do not say do that. Not Don't say that. do this that. This is during, not your time no. for stand-up comedy. You are not the center of attention. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'll, you'll wait and see. You, uh, you know what, Kevin, you should run in with like a, a toddler. I am all what for... What about me and yes. little Kevin? Yes, I am all for I'll let you borrow I, Go-Go for like, this. I've DJed many, many weddings, and yes, the ones that are most memorable are the ones where there's a little bit of jokes being played, and so I would say... No, like, no, you guys. They'll, well, they'll appreciate it years from now. stop yep. as somebody who's just like met the bride. She's lovely. Quit giving her anxiety. This is not your time. Bob, you get right. enough attention in your everyday life. Okay, I brought that... Well, it wasn't a house. It was a tent. I brought the tent down at Sam's wedding... See? Because I'm looking you around know? and you know Sam's up on the at the table where the bride and groom and their grooms people are, and uh, bridesmaids. And one of the bridesmaids was Cassandra, who I don't know if have you ever met her, Brittany? I don't think she so. She was our first our first foster child. Oh, maybe, maybe uh, I think maybe at that pizza event we went to. Perhaps, but when it, when Sam was born, uh, Cassandra was like I think she had just turned fourteen. And the neighbor was going to watch. We couldn't reach her. So we had, it was the middle of the night. So we said, let's go. The first two faces, other than the doctor that Sam would have seen, would have been Cassandra and me. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Sam, you're here. Your mom's here. Cassandra's here. I'm here. Let's reenact that blessed moment when you were born. <laughs> oh, so I said, Mary, get behind Sam and spread your legs. It'll be like that moment when she came sluicing out, and Cassandra and I will be waiting and watching. That's your big joke? Was talking about your wife's vagina in public? I didn't, talk, I didn't mention her the vagina. The point is, it crushed. Did it crush And it brought the yeah. it it crushed. It brought down the tent. Okay. Or did everyone politely go, oh, Bob? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They thought it was, except for maybe the mother-in-law. She didn't find it as amusing. Yeah, as shocking. No. I am shook it. Yeah. But you know what? I I will keep it straight. You know, because because it's a challenge to me to try to not make light of anything. It is a challenge. You know what I mean? So we'll see how it goes. Listen, you just stick to the script. Go basic is better. Why don't you? You know what? Why don't you just pipe down? Yeah. <laughs> no, I th- stick to the script. What I'm hearing is everybody already thinks you're funny. They're coming into this expecting <laughs> Kevin, you to be funny, Kevin, so it would no, be inappropriate for you not Kevin, to be funny. The worst <laughs> mind frame. Like Kevin's right. People I'm are not going to keep it. You're going to you're going to no. disappoint. No. Like, no. He's right. You're, no, he is right. He's it's like going right. to the next John Wick film and there's no murder okay. and blood involved. It's you got to be funny. The hell with the challenge. Yep. I'm not challenged anymore. Yep. I'm just going to I'm going to be me. And whatever that means, we'll find out. Hey, they asked me. I wanted, I wanted my number two son, Spencer, to do it because Spencer, he goes to St. John, so he's got the religion thing. Mm-hmm. He also his nick. He's on the rugby team. His nickname is the Rev, because they never used to do a prayer before a game. And he said, "We got to do a prayer. We're St. John's." So he leads the prayer, and I figured it'd be ideal. I said, "Nope, not doing it." Yeah, they. So, they they came to you. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, I I don't exactly. I don't think at that age because they're still in their teens. You want a teenage boy? Teens. Spencer's twenty one. Oh my god! How dare he's he? He's an adult. Why do I thought and he was Shane eighteen? Is, oh my god! 
Shane's in his teens. He's 17. Bob, if you want to make this memorable, everybody's expecting you to be the Bob Sansevier that they know and love, to be out there and be wacky, but I think you go 180. I think you get up there, you grab that mic, and you get a little tremble in your lip, yeah. and you go, my, my, my little family is, they're all grown up. And then you just let the waterworks just come yeah. out. Oh, Bob, you would, uh, everybody okay. all night would be coming up and patting your back on. Bob, that was an I gotta amazing be honest speech. With you. I'm listening to Tevin, not Thank you. you. Uh, I know you would anyways. I'm telling you. Tevin's smiling like uh, as if he's okay. like. I might crash this wedding yeah. just so I can observe <laughs> okay, the show. Bob, do me a favor, though. For God's <laughs> sakes, whatever you do, don't do that dumbass joke you already talked about. You work with Brian Miller. Have him write yeah. you 10 yes, minutes of yes. material. Yep. The talking about birthing your child in front of everybody <laughs> yeah, is not well, Okay, it doesn't kill. fit with Sawyer. I mean, it's not, you know, it doesn't fit with him. He didn't, he, Cassandra wasn't there. Oh, yeah. This so wedding too, that's course. why yeah. it makes mm -hmm. less sense for Mary to spread her legs yeah. behind yeah. your son. Although you guys can do the reenactment of what yeah. it would be like if she was there. <laughs> so you just, she is well, kind of like a, your mom. But it just, there was a spreading of the legs when Sawyer was born as well. See? See? <laughs> It's interchangeable. Each, you know what? Each kid, they they because Sam was tough to get out. I mean, they had to use that suction cup on her head, and I'm I'm looking and I'm saying to the doctor, so uh, she looked like one of the cone heads. Yeah. Will uh, Will that get back to what would be considered normal? You're like because I didn't know. You're still looking at her head when she's got like her hair done. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Is it under there? By the time we got to Sienna, she did come out like poop through a goose. <laughs> and I caught her. Did you know I delivered Sienna? I think I told you that. I don't right. think catching them means you delivered them. I think it does. What would oh, you yeah, call it does. It? I'm the one who took her out, and I told the doc, hey, I don't want to see I delivered on any bill. And the whole umbilical cord cutting, I did all five of them. Do not put that on the bill either. That's true. I'm glad. You know, they say Americans won't work. Right. They say people yeah. won't get to You're work. You're a reverend. You, you deliver yeah. babies. Like, yeah. is it, you you're a comedian. It's and a big deal now. I've seen it a lot of news stories about people don't, don't want to. I didn't work from home. I went to the hospital to deliver her. Oh, see, a lot of people want to work from home these days. I was going to say, how real of a farm is this? Because if it was a real farm, you, real you would be farm. pumping babies out in a, you know, on a stack of hay out in that barn. Yeah, would you... Where it's nice and soft where the pigs sleep. Absolutely. I mean, I, hey, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for your kids to be birthed in a manger, <laughs> right. it's fine. I think Justin Wait. cut Gogo's umbilical cord, but I feel like I should get to on the next one. Like, that seems like the fun, easy task. Are you making an announcement? Are you uh, with no, child? I know I'm not with yeah. child, but I would, I mean, I, I just mean like because, if it does happen, that's what I, okay. I want to be the one who cuts it. I, I don't think you'll be in any condition, and I wouldn't trust the, the mom to cut the umbilical cord yeah, I feel like after giving birth. Yeah. I was you guys fine. Or busy. Did, yeah, you were fine. Did the doctor say anything weird to you about the umbilical cord when you were giving birth? Like when I remember when my little sister was born, she told us not to swing from the umbilical cord like Tarzan. <laughs> that stuck with you, yeah, and that stuck with me to this wow. day because I remember looking at this lady like I don't know how dumb you think I am, but that was not. <laughs> that was not my game plan. <laughs> That's not my game plan. Um, I got really lucky. I only pushed for 16 minutes. And the one what? thing, yeah, that's Efficient. what I'm telling you. I was good. I was good to go. Once I got that epidural, I was like, all right, game on. Like, Okay, you, you know the thing I remember from all five births? And you may, just, is there even a Panacookin house anymore? No. No, last okay. one I saw it's, was in St. Cloud. All right, it's good because I swore never to eat there again because that's what the placenta looked like. That thing that they would yeah. bring out, the apple something or other. Panacookin, Panacookin, yeah. Like, yeah. What, where are you eating that you... What is a pet? No, you 
clearly you've never no. had a child to see the placenta. No, no I'm he saying, has no, no I'm saying what, rest, what restaurant are you eating at where it looks like you're eating placenta? It's that was the Panacookin house, they I run think. It the out. one in, uh, yeah. was in the diner. Yeah. It was a whole thing. You were too young. Yeah. Um, they run it out. It was like a whole tradition. It was all hot. And they go, Panacookin. What was it called? <laughs> what was it? I thought it was a Panacookin. It, it was called the Panacookin, but it was filled with air. It was fluffy. And yeah. if you didn't get it to the table okay, in yep. time, then it, it would deflate. So you'd have to. Which is. Yeah. Yeah, which is there. I think that uh, that's Norwegian for placenta. I think, I think it is. I would not be shocking. Are you looking up panic? Yeah, well, pregnant placenta. ladies in the back. <laughs> this is a work computer. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Hey, I, you, let, let's get this out of the way. The Twins, they put up uh, three touchdowns and missed one extra point, scored 20. And uh, Cleveland had a couple of field goals. 20 to 6, they crushed Cleveland, go up by 6. They better put him away the next couple of games. Royce Lewis, grand slam, career high six RBI. Yet other, I mean, that three other guys had home runs, at least that. And here's the thing about what Lewis has done. Second player, first, by the way, only rookie with three grand slams in an eight-game span. Second player ever with five home runs and three grand slams in the same time frame. Joining anybody remember a guy named Lou Gehrig who did it in 1931 that is staggering wow yeah I know Lou Gehrig that, but not for baseball for the, the, the disease right yeah. yep but anyway that's I mean what he's done these last eight games has been incredible and a player like that if he stays hot could really lead this team to at least one win in the postseason so, so does that mean all of our uh, problems have been solved the twins are gonna march their oh, way no, they'll the probably World you know what Last time they played Cleveland, they won the first game and lost the next two. So let's see what happens going forward here. It's a good start, but this this team is, uh, you know, you, they could anything they do will not be a surprise. And the other thing to mention, we're just days away from the, the Vikings opening the season. Two days from now, the NFL opens with Detroit playing Kansas City, which is not that glamorous a game to me. I know Detroit's supposed to be better, but yeah, we'll see. Let me ask the two well, Vikings the, fans here. Uh, we had fantasy football draft yesterday. Mm-hmm. Ten teams. Yeah. Nobody chose Kirk Cousins as a quarterback. Ooh. I think not that, even as a backup. Not even as a backup. As a, I thought this is ridiculous. Even though yeah. I'm not a Vikings fan, he is definitely a top five quarterback. Is yeah, he not? Absolutely. Not top five. You don't think no. top five? What do you think? There's five guys in the AFC that are better than him. Easily. Okay. Who? He, but but. Okay, was Justin Jefferson the first pick in the draft? Uh, yeah, as he was for everybody's right. draft. Somebody's yeah. got to throw okay. the ball. Okay, so how do you have the guy who's the first? He's going first overall, but you, nobody wants his quarterback. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, I, I would have taken him, but I already took Mahomes. Okay, must I, be You nice. can have a backup. You don't. You, can't you have a backup? What what, what, what draft number were you? Uh, what did I take? I took, I think I was the seventh pick. So I'd taken Mahomes my third out pick. Out of 12? Uh, no, there's only 10. 10. 10, yeah. And s- snake draft? Snake draft. Where it's just front to back, front to back, back to yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep. you got Mahomes? I'm, I'm just yeah. impressed you're like snake draft? Like I know these good things. For you, I, Brittany. Thank yeah. you. I actually play fantasy from like at least 15 years. I'm obsessed. Nice. It's a numbers I, thing. Yeah, I would not have expected that. But okay, hey, you got Mahomes. That's yeah. nice. First of all, a fantasy football draft with 10 teams isn't really a fantasy football draft. Well, that's what somebody draft. else said. And I said, listen, who the hell's got 11 friends? No one's got 11 yeah, friends. Yeah, I rely. We have, we have 12 in our draft, but I rely on the people I know knowing people. Like, we've got a very social commissioner, thank God, because he mm-hmm. always gets 12 there. It's my army friends, too, so they're the worst. Um, well, 
Who? Okay, let's find out who you took with your first pick and your second pick. Uh, I'm I'm opening it up right now. I'm so impressed. You don't remember your first pick? Oh Christ, Bob! Here's a I long time ago. Bob. I can't remember. Bob, I don't remember me? my first pick. It's all. I had to be reminded of who the black guy was who walked in this morning. <laughs> Jesus. It was really awkward. He pulled me aside. He goes, Bernie Queen was sidebar. This guy? Sidebar? <laughs> That's what you guys were talking about? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, give me a second. But what? I don't know. We were talking about it yesterday. About about. Uh, so obviously 10 guys on the planet think he's not a top 11 quarterback in the league. And I thought that's ridiculous. All right. But, but I, no one drafted a backup. Everyone drafted a first, uh, just one quarterback. No, and that's, that's it. No, cause, no, cause I took my backup only because I want to, I don't know. For some reason I've been watching, you know, hard knocks on HBO. I took Aaron Rodgers as my backup just because I have, have a f- Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Well, that's what happens when you only have 10, 10, yeah. 10 teams. You can have Damn. players like that. Yeah, absolutely. I just, it's I don't just know. It becomes an all-star team. Yeah. And, I don't, all-stars. and I don't think Kirk Cousins, like, talent-wise is a top five quarterback, but I think just the numbers he's going to put up because of the offense he's in and having yes, Justin Jefferson Addison on your team, he's going to put up top Hawkinson. five numbers, yeah. Yeah, the numbers will be impressive, but, I mean, there are easily five quarterbacks if you were doing a draft. I would – I there's – okay, just go Mahomes, of course, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, Uh you know, you, you've got uh, Your, Joe Burrow yep. you, you, in Buffalo, Josh Allen, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Just going around in the AFC, like I said, guys that I would want to, to be running that Vikings offense more so than him. Rodgers is another one. You really? You I mean, really? there's a lot of guys that I'd rather have running that Vikings offense than him. So you really think that You're, Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than – Oh God! Yes, I mean, what? Like I don't know about right now. Uh, I can see like for the future, but I think I think no. Kirk gets a little bit too much hate. Wait, so in theory, right now, you could grab him. You could grab Kirk Cousins. He's just sitting there. Just sitting there. Yeah. So my first pick was actually Tariq Hill. <laughs> Is it too late to join your league? You guys need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let me leave like the eleven. What you guys left I'll behind is enough left. for a pretty decent <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to bring up the fact why we only had ten is because somebody in the league died. So, okay. so, yeah. so, so that's why we had 12 and then somebody else, we were like, well, we don't like this guy anyway. So we just booted him out to make it even. So, yeah, well, is his name Jimmy Buffett? It Rest is in Jimmy place. Buffett. I don't want to bring that up. Thanks for bringing it up, Brittany. Jimmy Buffett. Thanks. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but no, like it's a, it's a decent team I've put together. I mean, they so, gave me my grade and it was a B minus from Yahoo. You want to know what I got? They gave you the grade. <laughs> I got a Mel Kiper chime. I in. got a yeah. D plus on my draft and I said, screw you, Yahoo. It hurts my feelings so much. <laughs> they give me grades on everything. It hurts my feelings so much. Die, Yahoo, die. You spent like three weeks researching what players you want to get. Yeah, I even asked Phil and John. I got involved. But like, oh, so that's their fault. But then the chaos ensues, and I sat every time. I always like, okay, okay, when can I do quarterback? When can I? And I always panic, and I don't know. You know, I wouldn't mind because I haven't done a snake draft in a few years. I'd lo- I wouldn't mind doing a snake draft. I, I, it's, it's uh, every draft I do is an auction now. Mm. Yep, yeah, auction I think is a lot more exciting well you have to know what you're doing i don't want to do that i've done an auction it's a lot of work the worst oh pardon us have you ever done have you ever done a dynasty league Bob? just did one last night for the first time and what? it was a, a dynasty it league starting off from scratch sucks. i'm not a fan i don't like the 28 players it's no. absurd what is a dynasty so league it's like you do so your first season you draft it's like 28 rounds of draft yes that's and what it was every year you draft like just the rookies or like free agents that are coming oh into the why league. Oh. so it's like you're actually like 
quote unquote running a team. And so like you're trading like picks. Like I was in one and I got kicked out because I like didn't make any trades. And yeah. everybody's trading like, well, I'll trade you three years from now, first round draft pick for it's it's like <gasps> it's the most ridiculous thing ever. If I no, had it's a lot of you know, time, okay. I'd love it. Let me let now these are nice guys, but they're crazy because the they want here's when our draft was yesterday on Labor Day at three o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm walking around with my phone. My sister came in from Jersey watching what the picks are and then jumping in when I could. I missed out on a few good players mm-hmm. because who holds a draft on Labor Day? <sighs> I know we do. Yes. Yeah, I'll I'll say mine yeah, yesterday as well. Oh, 7 p.m. At least you night, did yours yeah. at night. Yeah. This yeah. one was at three in the afternoon. That's and garbage. I said, any of these guys have a life, including me? All right. <laughs> Hey, uh, oops, look at the time. You guys got to get me off the air here because I have some work to do. I have the my BS show to do. So, kids, always fun. And, Tevin, find that toddler to walk in and say, hey, what about me and little Tevin? I'll go look for a baby right after the show. He stole an Asian right. earlier this morning, so we were wondering why he showed up with an Asian baby. <laughs> now or, it makes sense. Or borrow Britney's little Tevin. Yeah, what's Gogo doing whenever this wedding is? She's available. Perfect. She I'll might have pink eye, but... Or wait. I'm going to get a baby Bjorn or, and show up. <laughs> That's how I travel. Or, <laughs> all right, we'll see you kids see you later. Buddy. Take it easy. All right, Tim Lammers uh, was Tim, not well, in this segment Bob, at all. Bob, this is Bob Sansevier <laughs> sponsored by Bradshaw and Brian, personal injury lawyers. Can we acknowledge... Bob, get out of here. Uh, can we acknowledge that Bob fully... Treated us like garbage because Tom wasn't here. His <laughs> yes, mic was 100%. shit. He never leaves before 7.45. He always makes it to the break. And he's like, well, I better get going. Yeah. It sounded like he woke up at about 7.19, just rolled out of bed. Yeah, no mic. Is this what it's Terrible. like to not have Tom on the show? It's like everyone's going to just treat us like garbage. Yeah, just get like a put that TV or the camera on the TV so people just think yeah, that Tom's <laughs> he's here. Yeah. 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 So, just like a true millennial, I don't listen to anybody 30 years older than me, so it's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's don't fine. worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, I have to talk to you guys about these. Okay, I want to save the uh, dad rock for later, especially if Allie's going to be on. Yeah. I do want to talk about these. I'm, these are pet peeves, and I want to hear if they are valid or ridiculous. A bunch of people weighed in on different pet peeves. Mm-hmm. Um, and you tell me, like, is this a totally valid thing to get upset about, or are people being ridiculous? When someone puts their shopping cart next to the cart return but not in it. How far do they travel with it? What? Why would that like, matter? You're talking about out in the like parking lot? Yeah, they put it next to the cart return but not right. inside no, of the cart. you got to put it in it. Okay. Like, you, wait, you're, you're factoring in like if they had a long walk to the cart return? Well. Like a, it's an extra step. Okay, if this is, okay so if it's, if it's exactly what we think it is, is that it's somebody who was not too far from the cart corral, they walked their cart over and then left it on the side of it? Yeah, but like, what okay. if they were far from it? No, I'm just, I'm just asking because there's other factors here. Is there though, it's, sir? Do you, hey, do you see the 16-year-old kid with the red vest coming out there with that little uh, that that cart thing that that pushes him along? If he's walking up to it, then I go, here you go, bud. You just take it. You know what you're doing. Yeah, but that's not what we're saying. Yeah. So a person who just puts it next to it? No. There's an entire uh, Instagram that is called like cart cart narcs. That's what it's called. And they find people in parking lots who don't put their carts away and then call them out for it. This is what you do. So I've seen watch somebody do this. Okay, to keep in mind, I'm saying this and I would never do it because I don't want to get shot. I always live my life that if you like you piss somebody off, you're gonna get shot. Mm-hmm. Um, just because who knows? So like I watched this lady 
put the cart right next to her car and shut her door. All you do is you take the cart, if you're near them, and just put it right behind their car. Because then they have to deal with it. Jesus. I know. Okay, I'm kind of on their side at this point. What happens if they back that thing up and it goes flying across well, the parking no, they lot? they see it. It's a matter of being annoyed. Like, you see right. how annoying it is to have a cart? Uh-huh. Yeah. No? Okay. We won't do that. Don't do that. I, I don't mean, recommend it, doing yeah, it. Yeah, put your cart back. Like, if you're going to walk it all the way over there, you might as well, yeah, take the extra step. People, yeah. like, if there's not a full-on rule, I think, like, 40% of people won't do it. Like, if it's not a full-on law. Uh, when you're watching TV, the audio and video are even a millisecond off. Hate that. Yeah. No, as a guy who edits videos for a oh, living, it drives me, but, yep. oh, I can't watch it. It drives yeah. me a bunk. It, oh, it's awful. So do you have trouble when they do, when you do, um, like... Like the dubbed audio yeah. for, like, a Spanish film? Yeah, yeah I would, can't do that. Would you rather have subtitles in? Yeah, absolutely. Same. Yeah. Uh, when you want to... No, this one's stupid. When you want to turn right on red, but the person in front of you is waiting to I go straight. I hate... Oh, never mind. I thought you were going to say... <laughs> sorry, I thought you were going to say the person in like, front of you is... They're living their lives! No, I thought you were going to say the person in front of you is also going to take a right but won't turn on red. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's I hate so that. annoying. Like, oh. But, like, when people are just going oh, straight, no, like, going that's straight, a ridiculous I take that back. one. Sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're like, come on, go a different way to work. <laughs> come on. Um, for a while there, I was really thought you were a problem. Oh, nope, nope, nope. I uh, we'll do one more. Oh, this one. When someone eats around you, but you're not eating. I don't mind that. Oh, I don't Unless they're, they're like whatever. loud chewers. That's yeah, I don't mind but... that either because I feel like everyone's on their own schedule. Like I have yogurt in my purse and I'm really excited to eat it. So I really wanted to clean. The whole reason I did this list is <laughs> wanted to make sure you guys are cool with that. Uh, right. Getting back to the cart thing about <laughs> <laughs> real quick. Real quick. Here's, the only reason why I want to bring it up is because now with the advent of everybody having a camera in their hand and there's yeah. you know security all yeah. over the place. A lot of people will only do it because they feel like they are being watched. Okay, you know what I mean? so I hear you, yeah. yeah. But this weekend, so yeah. I, I, we were up in Walker, Minnesota, and I, I needed to stop and get a gas can. They wanted like $30 for a two-gallon gas can. And I stopped at two different places. I thought, I'm not, there's no way. The dad in me will not allow me to buy a $30 gas can. Yeah. So I went to a parts store, and I opened it up, front door. I walk in, and I think to myself, Wow, it's very quiet and dark in here for some reason. And why that would be, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. So I look around for the gas cans. I look, another $30 for the goddamn gas can. I think that's not happening. So I start walking towards the front of the store, and I realize there's nobody in here. And I yell, hello, don't get anything. I walk around to the other side of the no store, way. and maybe there's some gas cans open. There's a few gas cans that are on the other side of the store. Don't see any of them. So I walk back towards the shop area and I go, hey, don't hear anything. I realize I walk up to the front door and on the front door I see the hours. Yeah. It's Sunday. This place is supposed to be closed. Oh, no. Someone left it unlocked. Someone left the front door. What happened was, uh, so I walked up and I was like, I got to leave this person a note. Because obviously I'm, I look up and I'm on camera. Yeah. And I thought, well, All I'm right. not going to steal anything because that's awful and terrible. But I did leave a note. This is very Minnesotan of me. Your front door was open. Open is underlined three times. I didn't steal anything, but someone might next time. P.S. Your gas cans are overpriced. <laughs> and, and when I, I walked out the door to go back to the car, I grabbed the door and I shut it hard. And then when it latched, it wouldn't open again. Oh, okay. So somebody oh. did lock the door. They just didn't push it all the way in. 
I see. But even, and I was thinking about it, even if I looked up and I didn't see cameras, I st- there's something in me that karma will come back and bite you in your ass. Yeah. And there's no mm. way I was going to take anything and steal a gas can. That's a garbage move. It is yeah. true, though, that, like, age is a big matter. I mean, I wouldn't think that I would, st- but I don't think I would think that much about it in my 20s. Mm-hmm. But for sure, like now, no. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way. Like, my, my husband's so nonchalant about stuff. Like, if like, like we buy. What did you do one time where, um, like, we bought a watermelon? You could grab it on the way out. It was over at Trader Joe's, and I was like announcing it to everybody. Like, we paid for this, <laughs> and he's like, pretty take it easy." He's like, right. "Grab another one," you know. Like he wouldn't, but like you know what I mean. Like there's mm. him who like literally doesn't care what anyone thinks of him, and then there's me where it's like, I'm so worried about putting my head on that pillow at night and thinking about the way I'm perceived, the way I feel about myself, and like just the overall what the good and the bad that I did that day. Mm-hmm. So like I. That stealing of the gas can just not would fly. But I think in my 20s, I might. Right. Well, now you're like, is stealing this gas can worth like... Me losing sleep. Right. Or like, if I'm going to commit a crime, it's going to be like the greatest heist of all time. And then you're (laughs) never going to see me again. I'm not not getting in trouble for this $30 gas can. (laughs) That's true. That's so wild about the lock. Oh, my God. We got to go. We got Kristen Burt up next here on The Tom Bernard Show. This is The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. I am so happy to welcome back our longtime friend, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way. They always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need when they need it and at the fair price, keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. This is Tom Bernard for Niemeyer Trailer Sales. They've been a part of Minnesota since 1965, and their name says it all. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors, but pull trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. True story. The very best brands live at Niemeyer's. Like the latest from Rockwood by Forest River, number one in their class, whether you want a tent trailer, expandable, travel trailer, or a fifth wheel, Niemeyer Trailer Sales has it all. Plus, they deliver on the forgotten art of customer service with personable employees, often sons and daughters of the third-generation family-owned business who simply do what they say they will do every time. Come explore their huge selection and consult with RV service pros. You will leave satisfied no matter what you are looking for. The Niemeyer family welcomes you to visit both of their locations in Albertville and Elko New Market before your next vacation. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. 
Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. 7.53 Tom Bernard Podcast. Good morning, Kristen Burt. Good morning. Everyone have a good long weekend? Oh. Absolutely. It. We were at urgent care yesterday for uh, oh, no. half the day because Gogo woke up with big old pink eye, like blammo. But otherwise Jeez. good. I mean, it was fine. We, she slept in a lot because she was had a huge fever. Poor <laughs> 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 thing. <laughs> Just you guys such a kid thing, and then it runs through the house, so you be careful. Yeah, I know. It's it, We've talked about this before. I don't know why, but I feel like pink eye is so embarrassing to get. Like, yeah. And I think ear infections are, too. Mm. We've had, was it you, you and I had this talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could, me and my mom had this talk, too. That's why I got confused. Sometimes I think of Rudy and my mom is interchangeable. <laughs> um, pink eye is mortifying. Ear infections are also mortifying. I'm the strep throat person so that oh. also feels like a 12 year old illness yeah get it together Kristen. Mm-hmm. I know, i'm trying <laughs> I, they tried to take out my tonsils and then you know we went to the ear nose throat doctor and he's like ah eh, you know what I, I don't think you need to get it done it was kind of like at that era where they stopped taking tonsils yeah out. like i was kind of like at the bridge of that and he's like she'll be fine and i've had throat problems my whole life yeah. so whatever so you wish you wouldn't they would have taken them out Maybe. I think it would have helped. I get laryngitis quite a bit, so yeah. it probably would help. But, you know, if you get your tonsils out as an adult, it's a serious surgery. It's a lot easier when you're a kid, so I'm, I'll am i deal with it. Yeah, that sounds terrible. There are things, too, yeah. They casually talk about putting tubes in ears, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, uh, that's because you did tubes, didn't you? Yeah, when I was a kid, I had bad ear infections all the time, and, yeah, they put tubes in your ears, and I think they just fall out automatically at some point in your life. Should, like, should I be watching for that? Like, you to the fall yeah, no, out of your ears? No, yeah, there's just going to be some huge tube that comes <laughs> yeah. out of my ears. Yeah, yeah. Bob Sands, if you're at a wedding, is like, get up on the table and spread your legs yep. so we can get Tevin's tubes out. Can you acknowledge how inappropriate that was? Absolutely. It was... I was listening, you guys, and I am totally traumatized. <laughs> Same. God. I, I just imagine, like, how everybody else at that wedding felt. Like, if his wife uh, goes up there yeah. and just now spread eagle as Sam's crawling out. Like, um, no. No, how, yeah, like, and I 
know the polite laughter that happened. I got to get a hold of Sam and make her call in. Oh, my God. I mean, she's on. I just have to say, it reminds me why my husband and I eloped. So Mm, (laughs) I avoided all of those situations on my wedding day. And what did you guys do? Where did you guys elope? Did you do something special for the, like, did you go somewhere? Where'd you go? We went to Palm Springs and eloped. It's kind of our fun, like, getaway. But um, really quick story on my wedding day. While we got married on a Friday morning, just like 10 a.m., but my husband got called back for a commercial on our wedding day, and it was for a huge Super Bowl commercial. And he was like, what do I do? Do I just turn it down, blah, blah, blah? And I said, go. So we got married, and then he took off. He went back to L.A., (laughs) And went to the callback and he then drives back down to Palm Springs. It's only about a two hour drive. And we go out to our, finally get to go out to celebrate our wedding for dinner. And I go, how was the callback? And he's like, man, not that great. And I'm like, do not tell me that. Yeah. Right. By myself. Um, But it turns out that he booked the commercial. So it was the greatest wedding gift. But don't you feel like that's such your guys' relationship? And again, I have like very little insight. But what I know is you guys both value your careers a lot. And you both support each other in that endeavor. It was such a big campaign. I didn't, because I knew what I would do. I would be like, what if? What if I had booked it? What if? What if? What if? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I don't want him to have the what ifs. So I was like, just go. And do it. And, it, you know, whatever you, happens, happens. Can you tell us what it is now? Oh, yeah. It was a Toyota commercial. Woo! So, that yeah. Toyota money. Wow. And really they only good get- one. It ran for quite a, lo- a while. So, it, you know, it was one of those things that I was like, thank goodness I said yes. And I always am like, aren't I the cool wife? Come on. <laughs> I had He had that for at least a full year. <laughs> I know. But being at Palm Springs by yourself isn't that terrible. But it is your wedding day. So I get where you're coming from. Well, it th- wasn't horrible. But we go to this one place. They know us very well. We've been there since we were dating. And they had gotten us like a cake and a card. And I didn't want to get into like why my husband wasn't around. I'm like, oh, yeah. he's napping. And they're like, well, we want to give you both the cake and the card. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like floating in the pool. And they're like, where's your husband? I'm like, he's napping. I'm like, they must have thought like, why is he napping all day? <laughs> yeah. she, she killed him. Yeah. Yep. She killed him. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing about actors who date actors comedians who date comedians they understand the lifestyle but the problem is you can't date somebody who's in your same realm like actors should not you you shouldn't do any of that that's why you got to have somebody who's a a, a, you know an entertainment reporter and an actor or a comedian should date somebody who is a producer yeah like a producer on a on a night show or whatever it is who has something why are you saying i don't have a job mj doesn't have a job has a job a comedian should date someone who has a job oh yeah hasn't there's an actual source of income there the family is what yeah. you're saying yeah. yeah absolutely i mean that's but, why i married like justin like i mean I, I mean i really like him he's pretty neat but like also i would never date something in the military i would have never dated something no. in radio i want it like i i remember he's like i got a pretty boring job it's really stable and i was like take me now in the french fashion <laughs> yeah. like hang on let me crawl in the back seat you said stable i know stable, right stability oh that my god so i'm so let me reenact sam's birth real quick <laughs> But it is true, though. You, it's often it helps to have someone in the industry that they understand. I mean, my husband was gone for two months. He was on tour at the beginning yeah. of the year, you know, yeah. and you have to be able to understand that our first couple years of the relationship, he was on a national tour. So you just have to you have to roll with it. And it's it's not for the faint of heart, honestly. Yeah, I think that's it. And it's wild, too, because if, if Justin was gone for two months, like the first week, I'd be kind of sad and then I'd get really used to it. And then I'd be thrown off when he comes back. Like, was that like an adjustment for when he came back? 
I, I always call it, I do my bachelorette weeks where I'm like super excited and I'm having like girl dinner of like, you know, chips and dip and watching my own programs. But then you, you do get lonely and you're like, oh, when are you coming? But we always make sure that if he's on the road for two months, I go and visit two or three times. Like yeah. we really make an effort to stay connected. Joe wrote in, uh, one of our listeners, I had my tonsils out at age 29. They said it was going to be a big deal. It was really no big deal. So well, that's good. Right. And you get to eat ice cream and pudding. That's popsicles. Yeah. I know. I'm a popsicle person. <laughs> uh, all right, Kristen, what's happening? Is anything happening in Hollywood that we need to know about? Can we talk about Burning Man? Yes. Because can we talk Burning Man? Because this was, I went and watched this fabulous interview. And I think it was yesterday. It was with Diplo, who was there. If anyone doesn't know who Diplo is, he's a DJ. Um, he, escaped from Burning Man on Saturday with Chris Rock. But he is such a good person who dishes a lot of dirt. And what we didn't realize is that along with Chris Rock was also Cindy Crawford, Austin Butler, Kaya Gerber, and Randy Gerber. Oh, my God. Somehow managed to escape the cameras and kind of like went under the radar. But there's Diplo like, you know, dishing the dirt. They walked six miles to the paved road. So... That just tells you how remote it actually is. Then they hitched a ride with this guy named Tony who took them to the next town over where they waited at a diner. And then they all collectively gave this guy $1,000 to drive them to the Reno airport where, of course, they went to their PJs, their private jets to get out of there. (laughs) Six mile walk is not in, in that. Like you'd have to trust in the fact where you're going. There's a destination. And those conditions were really bad to walk in. Anyone who maybe saw some of the conditions on the news or on social media, people were walking with garbage bags. It was really, your feet would get stuck. It was not great conditions at all. It was disgusting, honestly. I watched a bit of this unfold, and I was thinking, has anybody ever gone to Memorial Day weekend, Edgefest or Xfest out in Somerset, Wisconsin? Being stranded in a field, like that's what the entire concert was. I remember it got so bad at some point. I think this may have been 2003. There was a huge uh, rainstorm that came in, flooded all the campgrounds, mud everywhere. People couldn't get out. And somebody needed an ambulance. And we were pushing the ambulance through the mud to get it back to the back part of the campground to be able to pick this person up. And we there must have been 50 of us pushing this ambulance. Oh, my God. They got to the back. They put the guy in the gurney, and then they turned around, and then we pushed it all the way back out to the highway in Somerset, Wisconsin, and then we just went right back to our campsites and enjoyed the rest of the concert. Like, at that point, can anyone just go, why doesn't somebody grab Tim in his sleeping bag? Just drag him out? <laughs> just carry him ourselves. Like, at this point, you're right. pushing an ambulance yeah. through. Yeah. Oh, my but, God. But the, the, unfortunately, it was pretty gruesome what happened to the guy, so oh. he couldn't, unfortunately, oh. make his way there by himself. But, yeah, yeah, obviously. I'm it's, not building for these I'm not built for these like you know you have to bring your own toilet and then you have to carry it out situation no yeah, yeah. camping now in your 40s are you goddamn kidding me like this I is why, this is why they built a Howard Johnson I don't need to be camping I, I want to be nice camping warm. as long as they have like one of those like little places to shower and use a bathroom sure but. And, and I will say if you ever want to do some great camping on an ocean go down to Florida because their public amenities like they have the shower they have the bathrooms they have all these great spots where you can just sit and and you know you don't need to like bring a grill they actually have like an electric one that is set up it's amazing and the campgrounds are 14 dollars a night wow around daytona beach i can't remember the name of the city that we were in 
But yeah, camped on the ocean for three nights. One of the best times of my life, for sure. California has a few of those, too. Yeah. Definitely worth it. It's definitely worth it. Uh, my brother just described, he went to, um, uh, he flew into Bozeman and then went to Yellowstone. And they did this, like, elaborate two-day hike to this, this like, thing and then two-day yeah. back. And he was just, like, going into detail about where to hang his food, where they have to hang their stuff for bears. And I was like, that's not gonna be my vibe like yeah. i got when i was in high school i got conned into going on a hunting trip out in colorado and it was like a camper in the middle of the woods like hike two miles up a mountain every oh. day two miles down. like it's the yeah you have to hang your food up and oh. i'm like mm -hmm. absolutely not it's cold it's it was a blizzard it's, no it's also funny to think about these people at the um at the music uh Burning Man? Burning Man, mm -hmm. because they have the most ridiculous clothes. Like, they're all wearing, yeah. like, like you Pink know. It's like a Mad Max. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's no sun coverage. No. There's no whatever. So it's like, this is not the place. Yeah, flowy tie-dye and sandals is not what you want when you're stuck in three feet of mud. Yes. And they're to do drugs in the desert. Yeah. So <laughs> let's will, be honest. I will say one thing about Burning Man. Hmm. The people who go, very respectful and giving towards the other people who are there. Nice. Where I feel like if you go to a, a festival in Minnesota, especially when we went 20 years ago, yeah. it was every man for himself. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah. has that vibe. Um, when we would go to, oh my God, I'm so bad with names today. What's the one that I would, Moondance Jam. Oh, sure. Oh my God. If like you, if you were a, a girl, like if I was a, you know, I am a girl. If you walk into a camp, and, like, the women didn't like you at that camp, you better get out of there. Yeah. Like, immediately. For some reason, if you throw off the weird vibe. Hey, why are you giving me that what? look? No, what are you, like, what, are they going to beat you up if you're... Yes! Yeah, oh, my God. It's, they're it's wild very there. Very territorial. I agree. Yeah. We, we had gone one year to X-Fest. This must have been 2000... 2001, 2002, and there were six of us staying at a campsite, and then a campsite next to us, it was three women and a guy. And they were the biggest assholes to be around. They were like all they did was argue with one another. Some somebody caught them stealing ice out of one of our coolers. Yeah. It was just a mess, and we were so tired of these people. The last night of the concert, we go back to our campsites after the show. These people are all up. It's two o'clock in the morning. They're all screaming at each other. The girls are drunk. Everybody finally goes to bed. We wake up. It's like eight a.m. We're packing our stuff up. The gal in the tent next to us, she crawls out, realizes all of her friends are gone. Have left. They left her in the middle of this field in Somerset, Wisconsin. <laughs> and all she had left, she had her tent, she had no clothes, she had no cooler, she had her car with her, and she had her phone. Unfortunately, they locked her keys in her car. So she calls her mom and she's crying. Mom, I don't know what to do. I'm here by myself. They took the clothes, they took the camper. I don't know what to, I don't know. And oh my God. Somebody took a shit on my hood. Somebody crawled up onto her car and took a big dump. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. She did, she did something. <laughs> what did she do? Karma? <laughs> no, no. We were dying. And I thought, what well, a biohazard. This, this uh. serves you right, girl. I don't. And we packed up and left. I have no idea how she got out of her. <laughs> yeah, you were gonna say you had to give her I a was ride somewhere. Expecting you, like, yeah, we helped her break into her car. Like, Absolutely no. not. No, no we and, left her there, and she's still there to this day. Good. Yeah. <laughs> like Rudy, you're not wrong. So like Moon Dance Jam, it's like all these little camps, and like eighty percent of them, everybody loves you. And
And I'm not the type that the girl that people walk in and go, oh, she's after A, B, or C. I'm a pretty, like, raccoon mode person, like, you know, dancing and falling around and, like, mm-hmm. whatever. But sometimes, sometimes I am a very, I'm a very loud and obnoxious person. Sometimes I rub people the wrong way. And if you go in their camp, especially, like, women will be so mean and they they're like get out of here or whatever you're like oh my god so you realize you're like we can't go to like i've burned that bridge that side of the map is dead to us Mm -hmm. we can't go over there because like and maybe they won't fight you but like it's enough it's enough like the you know they want you out of your area and so you're like everybody keep in mind the northeast corner dead to us gang territory and we are not allowed I, Lines have been drawn. I may have stole a beer and got caught, and it was they didn't like me to begin with. And then next thing you know, yeah. <laughs> but I have Bernie Man is not that vibe you're telling me. No, right. no. But I think that there's going to be a little bit of blowback with this particular one because they've been asked not to leave, and then people start to leave. And I, some people that left over the weekend, they're like, "Did you really like take everything with you? Because you know you're supposed to pack in, pack out." And, you know, did Chris Rock really pack out? I mean, to walk six miles? Probably not. So I think that there's probably going to be some blowback for some of the A-listers that left early. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And all in all, everyone's fine there, right? Like One death. There is? One death. Oh, I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. And I think it was electrocution, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's not great. Mm. Don't love that. Especially for the title of... The event. Yeah, right. Uh, they, it sounds like they were still going to do the actual burning of the man. Like they yeah. were going to do the burning. Was that last night or were they going to do it tonight? Last night. Last it kept on getting delayed. It was supposed to be Saturday, then Sunday. Then it just was too wet. But it was supposed to go off last night. So oh. hopefully it did. Mm. Kristen, is that anything you'd go to ever? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> no. I would never do Burning Man. I, I just think, I mean, Coachella is a stretch for me. I, I'm i one of those that, like, I'll go to Coachella, but I want to go to all, like, the VIP lounges and just do, like, the outer ring of Coachella, yeah. not the actual concert itself because yeah. it's so hot in Indio, California at that time of year. Um, so that's probably as brave as I get. And is how is how accessible is Coachella to get to when it comes to, like, if you have to rent a place, how far are you normally driving? Oh, it's not bad, honestly. I mean, you can you can rough it and do the camping. They do offer camping grounds. Or you can do Airbnb, hotels. They are all within the Palm Springs range. So you're, you're not going to be far at all, which is good. I mean, the worst thing is going to be traffic, so it may take you an hour to get back and forth. Yeah. But you're really not that far in terms of, like, distance. Nice. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.